Welcome back to another episode of the Not My Problem podcast, a podcast that is a collection of personal stories about life experiences and just giving it to you straight with my no BS take on life. I'm your host, Nestle, and if you are new here, welcome, and if you have been here before, welcome back. I am super excited for this week's episode. I've been on like a kick of me having like a lot of thoughts that I want to talk about, so I'm going to take this opportunity and every single time that I feel like I really have something to say, I try to like draw draw some time out of my calendar to get it out into like my microphone and into my recording device as quickly as possible before I like lose my mojo because that would honestly be extremely tragic, especially since I've been like kind of in a funk, but I'm getting out of it slowly but surely. But with that, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do so. Takes two seconds. I'm available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Laughable, um, iHeartRadio. I don't know. You name it. I'm there. So go ahead and give me um, a follow. And if you have the time, just go ahead and leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts. It honestly helps me so much. I say this every episode, but I really want to grow the podcast. So you taking the time out to do that every week or not even every week, the two minutes that it takes to write a review and the 10 seconds that it takes to leave me a rating really means a lot. So if you have the time, go ahead and do so. If you like my podcast, I really appreciate it. So with that, let's get into today's vibe check. So for the first time in like a hot minute, I'm feeling pretty good. Everything that's been going on in the world, while it is kind of saddening, and I definitely am not forgetting about what's going on in the world, I am trying to find some sort of peace and some sort of solace because I just mentally cannot be sad all the time. It's not my vibe. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a happy-go-lucky person. So for Juneteenth and the day before Juneteenth, I took that day off, and I've just taken that time to like really relax and uh, kind of reset my brain and it honestly has done me very well I haven't done anything crazy I've just been at home doing things that make me happy which is watching YouTube videos doing my makeup which honestly I haven't done in so long and everybody that knows me knows I really love makeup like I will just watch YouTube videos I will find a new reason to buy more makeup products so uh, I I got to play with all this makeup that I bought so that was really fun and I've just been like just doing me and just having a really fun time whilst doing that so that's been amazing and I I don't know it's been good I got to hang out with some of my um, co-workers recently one of them just bought a new condo so I we went over their house and just like had some wine and I I like drank a whole bottle of champagne and I didn't even realize like I drank the whole bottle of champagne until I was pouring the last glass and I was like, wow. So you really just drank this entire bottle, huh, Nestle? And I guess that just goes to show that quarantine has really upped my drinking limit because I felt perfectly fine. I was just like pouring a glass after glass and I didn't even realize that I had felt anything. And truthfully, I drank that entire bottle and didn't feel anything like I was perfectly fine. But I did that. It was really nice to socialize with people again and nice to catch up with my team just because it's been so long. And while we do hold conversations over Teams chat and just like emails, it's not the same as being in person with them. And this is a team that we actively work so close together and we're such a tight knit team. So I don't know, it felt really weird to not see them 
for like three months, but I had a really good time hanging out with them. And then, I don't know, just, I, I've just been chilling. It's me and my dog this weekend. My mom's out of town. So I've just been hanging out with him. And, you know, dating life is still same old, same old, boring as fuck. Nothing's going on. I'm glad you guys are in the know. And I, you know, keeping you in the know about the nothing that's going on in my, my life. So, yeah, there's that. Overall, I'm doing pretty well. So a vibe check passed. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm very excited about today's topic. I've always said that I want to have my podcast be a space where we have uncomfortable conversations comfortably. And what is more uncomfortable than having a conversation about the almost relationship, the situationship, the idea of getting over someone that you didn't necessarily date, and all of the ugly truth that comes along with that. So... Here I am, and I'm going to use this as an opportunity to also air out some grievances about a past situationship, almost relationship that kind of stems with this podcast episode and kind of is like the core reason why I experienced this and the reason why I feel like I have a voice to speak about it because I've gone through it and I never want to give you guys information or tell you guys any experiences if they don't directly relate to something that I've gone through. So here we go. This is going to be fun. So I'll start off by saying that I've never been someone who has been in a formal relationship. I've never been anybody's girlfriend per se. I have gone on many dates. Many dates have been fails. Many have been fine because I do believe that it's very hard to have a shitty first date unless you are a horrible person. I think most people can be a decent human being for 45 minutes to an hour and a half at the very minimum. I think someone can be a decent person. It's kind of like an interview, a phone screen, an HR screen where you're kind of seeing, oh, are you attracted to this person? Do you guys have any energy? Anything like that. So with that, If we were to scope that down, now we're talking about five people where I've had more than one first date with, and I'll even say more than two or three first dates with, or I've had a conversation with them long enough for me to say that I've developed any sort of feeling or for them to be a person that's kind of stamped in my mind. So there's about five people that fit that. And if we were to really scope that down further, There's maybe one or two people that I would say are the almost relationships. And the almost relationships are the instances where you have gone on several dates with them. You have this emotional attachment, maybe a physical attachment, or you might, there might not even be a physical attachment. It could strictly be an emotional attachment to this person. And it just never went anywhere. You guys ended up not being fit for one another, one person decided that they were no longer in it. Like it just got to a point where it just didn't go anywhere. And I want to start this conversation off by saying that you are better than an almost relationship. I'll be the one to lay this out on the table. I have experienced this almost relationship. And I can tell you that an almost relationship is not a relationship. You aren't with that person. You aren't dating that person. This person flirts with you. They may view, they may give you the good morning, good night text. They may, may talk to you throughout the day, ask you how you're doing, be some sort of support system for you. They may, may tell you that you're beautiful, you're stunning, they miss you, they care about you. They might be saying all the right things, but at the end of the day, they're not in the relationship with you. 
So do not dedicate yourself to an almost. You're better than an almost. And for me, while I wouldn't ever say that I felt like I was dedicated to this almost, but I did have hope. I did believe that, oh, maybe this could turn into something. And with that, we were almost dating. And I know that dating is like on a spectrum. If you ask one person, someone's idea of dating could be being in a formal relationship while the Another person's idea of dating could just be going on dates. And for me, dating is going on dates. So we were dating, but we weren't in a relationship. We were almost relationship. We were getting on dates, getting to know each other, getting to the point where we could possibly be in a relationship, but we were never in a relationship. How long have you almost been with this person? How long are you going to almost be with this person? It's been months, years, and you're not in a relationship? This is kind of like the instant of he's just not that into you. And and I know that they were actually dating, but she wouldn't, that guy wouldn't commit to marriage. But it's the same instance. Like how long are you gonna be in this space where they kind of give you what you want, but they don't fully give you what you want? Why aren't you in a relationship with this person? I think that's a question that deserves to be answered. And a lot of the times I feel like women or men, they don't want to be the person that says, oh, What are we doing? Because it's a faux pas. It ruins the magic. It ruins the spark. Damn that. No, you have been doing this charade for months nonstop. And this person, what, doesn't want to commit to you? If you're not going to commit to me, then I'm going to have to walk away because I don't deserve and you don't deserve to be an almost. You deserve to be in a relationship with someone who wants to be in a relationship with you. You deserve someone that is proud to call you theirs. You deserve someone that is happy that you're their person. Someone that puts you in the almost zone? Absolutely not. That's not enough. That's not good enough. And you should never consider it to be something that's good enough. A lot of times we would rather deal with an almost relationship than be alone. And at that point, I think you need to do some soul searching and identify why you feel like you have to commit and be around something that isn't giving you what you deserve. Are you afraid of being alone? Is this an internal issue? Because you're never gonna be able to grow and be a flourishing person unless you are 100% okay with yourself and who you are as a person, and then you can find a relationship. But in the meantime, you're just gonna be allowing yourself to deal with these almost relationships that are actually trash. In fact, when you're looking at the relationship, don't even look at it as someone that's just good enough. This person should be able to check all the boxes and give you exactly what you want because you deserve the fucking best. You deserve someone that looks at you with pride in their eyes and nothing but desire, love, happiness, excitement, and be with that person. That is the person that you wanna be with. Be with the person that sees you for who you are, a masterpiece, a bomb-ass bitch, a bomb-ass man, someone who is worthy of love because you are worthy of love, you are worthy of the time and attention that you give someone else, you deserve and should have that reciprocated for you. And anyone that can look at you and see that you are worth it and damn near more than worth it, anyone that can look at you and see that you are worth the world, they're the one that deserves you. They're the one that you should actively be pursuing. An almost relationship is a waste of your time. And I know hindsight is 2020 because I can be the first one to tell you that. My almost relationship, it was about a year ago, we went on six to eight dates and it was fine. I thought we connected mentally. We got along great. All the dates were fine. He 
checked all of the boxes of someone that I want in life. He just, there, there are some other like, yeah, questionable things. But like the questionable things were superficial, but uh, like as a person, he gave me what I wanted. So that was all I needed and I was okay with it, but he wouldn't, when it came down to it, we, his excuse or answer of why things weren't going to work out is because we were too different. And truthfully, I believe that that is not the root of the reason, or maybe that is the reason, but I do think it was a little bit deeper than that, but he just didn't want to either hurt my feelings or he wasn't man enough to say it, either one. And I didn't pry because I've said in my previous episodes, you don't, you aren't required and you don't deserve an explanation or you're not always going to get the justification and people don't need to rationalize their decisions for you as much as you would like it to be the case. That's not always the case. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. So with that, like me trying to consume myself and pine over this almost relationship and try to convince myself why it didn't work out is a waste of time. It's a waste of your time to be with someone that sees you as an almost that won't commit to you. And in an almost relationship, it could it could vary because the almost relationship could be the person where you are doing all the things that a boyfriend and girlfriend would be, but they just won't, won't put the label on it because the label makes it real. The label makes it so that they have the emotional stake where they have to do maybe the little extra things that they maybe just don't wanna do, like be an emotional support system for you. Nine times out of 10, that's why people don't want to commit. They don't want to have to be responsible for you. And it sucks. And why would you want that? Like, what is it even to be in an almost relationship? Maybe I might be going a little crazy here. But if something is almost happening, that means it's not happening. That means you're not in a relationship. It's incomplete. Is it ever going to be complete? And if it could be, why isn't it happening right now? Is it never going to happen? Probably not, because if it was going to happen, it would have happened. You deserve happiness. You deserve love, excitement, dedication, loyalty, honesty, commitment. All of those things, those are so important things in a relationship. So I need you, and I had to have this same conversation with myself. I've had the same conversation with myself time and time again when I was taking the three months to really process it because I thought I was over it. And then I would find myself like bringing up this person's name in conversations. And even though I would never openly say like, oh, like this person like really took a toll on on my like emotional and mental place. Like I would just find a reason to talk about that person. So I needed to take a step back, take a look at the relationship or the almost relationship or whatever you want to call it, look at what's happening and ask yourself what I felt. Was I happy being in this almost relationship? Did I feel like I had loyalty with this person? Is there commitment? If there's commitment, then why is it an almost? And nine times out of 10, the answer is probably no to those previous questions because if it was a yes, you would be in a relationship. If all of these things are on the t- on the table, then why is it an almost? I hate the term almost relationship. I hate the term situationship. It's not an almost relationship. It's not a situation. It's nothing. You guys are flirting. You are flirting with another person. And who's to say that he or she isn't flirting with someone else at the same time? Are you really, really sure? Because they could just tell you that they're not flirting and like words mean nothing. And you don't have their, you're not going in their tech. You're not seeing them when they're out and about with their friends. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know what's going on with this person when you're smiling at the tech screen. 
How many other people are pausing to smile at the same text from the same person? Do you know the answer to that? You can't guarantee anything on this and you can't get mad at someone else not, someone else doing this to someone else because you have no stake in the relationship because it's just an almost relationship. There is nothing tied to it. There's no expectations. There's no there's no rules and regulations. Like there's no, there's nothing. Even if they were texting sweet things to someone else, is there even a right to be upset, to be angry? Because you wouldn't. Like I, I always tell myself that if I'm like dating someone, I, I know that I am going on dates on the apps with other people, moving and getting to know other people. Because unless it is explicitly said that we are exclusively dating each other, then I know that I have all free reign to go and date other people. But I also know myself, I've always been a person that will only date and like, I don't want to say hyper-focus, but I mean, yes, like I hyper-focus on one person, go on enough dates with them to figure out if they're like the right person for me. And then I'll, I won't talk to them and I'll go on another app because I feel like the problem with dating apps is that there's so much choice and you're, you're like pouring a little bit of yourself into a bunch of people at once to the point where you're not actually seeing and giving someone your full attention and your full self because you're just too busy like trying to spread yourself too thin. So for me, I just focus on one person, but I I don't have that same expectation for everybody, that one person that I'm dating, that one person that I'm focused on could be talking to several other girls. And that sucks, but I'm aware of it and I know that I wouldn't be upset because that's just the name of the game. That's That's dating. It's not fun. But at the end of the day, I think you do deserve better than almost. You aren't someone to put on the back burner. And I don't know why we allowed ourselves to be back burnered because they didn't explicitly tell you that they didn't want to be with you. So we're not willing to accept that rejection because that's what it is. If they don't want to formally be with you, then they don't want to be with you at all. They'll put you on the back burner and allow yourself to be an option a person on the roster when it's time for draft season and you aren't an almost you're a person and a beautiful one at that so always know that you deserve better than an almost and with that I want to talk about what it takes to help move on from an almost relationship because we've all experienced it we know that feeling of being in an almost relationship and getting to know someone and it not working out and feeling sad about it. And I do want to validate that feeling of being sad because heartbreak doesn't discriminate. It doesn't ask if you've dated or for how long. It doesn't care about labels. It doesn't feel any less real just because you weren't their boyfriend or girlfriend. It hurts. And sometimes it hurts even more getting over someone you were never solely with because that's what that what if factor plays a part into it. It plays a crucial role into it, and that's probably one of the reasons why I struggled getting over the person that I was dating because there was no formal beginning, and I kept asking myself, like, oh, what ha- what if? Like, all it was was, oh, we just aren't compatible, but, like, what, what about us wasn't compatible? Did you even give me the full opportunity to show you who I was and to see if I was the match for you? And the answer, truthfully, I don't think the answer was yes. I don't think he gave me the opportunity. But 
it still hurt. Like it still hurt at the end of the day getting over that person. But when you're emotionally invested in someone who won't commit to you or give you what you need, you constantly seek validation through lines that are blurry and rewritten time and time again. Like these are the situations where you're kind of dating someone and they kind of give you what you need, but they won't give you all that you need. And now you're wondering like, oh, what are we doing? Like, are we dating? I think we're dating. And that's why I feel like in dating in this day and age, there's always these assumptions that we make because nobody wants to just draw the line in the sand and see what's going on. So you hold on to hope that one day it will be something. And then you keep holding on and you keep hoping that it'll be something. And then When you get to the breaking point, because you always get to the breaking point, you get hit with a cold reality that this thing you are so emotionally invested in, you've put time into it, it has to come to an end. Because I always say, even in formal relationships, you either break up or you get married. And if you get married, 50% of the time, it ends up in divorce. The same instance applies in this like situationship, almost relationship that you're in. You're either in a relationship or you're not. So you have this conversation and you're like, okay, what what's going on? The what are we conversation that everybody dreads having. And then it doesn't work out because if it was going to work out, it would have, they would have asked you to be in a relationship with them. And I know there are exceptions to the rule, but nine times out of 10, if they wanted to be with you, they would have been with you and you wouldn't have to have this like ultimatum situation. But the hard part about these endings is that when there wasn't a beginning to compare it to, it is suddenly... So hard because you were emotionally invested in this person and now there's no going back. There's nothing to compare it to. You're just, it's like quitting someone cold turkey. It's like quitting a drug, cigarettes, cold turkey. Like, oh, this person was in your life and like, bam, now you're not doing it. You don't get to wean off. You didn't expect it. It's just gone. And the suckiest thing about it is the fact that when this does happen, it's over and you're just expected to be okay. You're left having to mourn a relationship that wasn't actually one, but you feel like it was real. The emotions that you had for this person, the time that you put into this person, the energy that you put into this person, they were all real and you don't need a label to justify that. So don't let someone make you feel guilty for feeling some type of way, for being upset about this almost relationship, the person that you dated a couple of times. You could have been really into that person and it it it's okay. I felt it. I've been there. I like I know in hindsight it probably sounds crazy like, "Oh, I went on a couple dates with this guy, but like I really thought it could have been something and and it didn't work out and there was like no rhyme or reason and I was expected to be okay with it because there I wasn't dating this person. And yes, I know, like, I am a queen. I deserve someone that should be with me. Like, I do know that, but that doesn't take away from the fact that, oh, wow, like, there was a what if. Like, there was an opportunity for it to have grown into something, and it didn't. And, like, that shit sucks. So here we are. So don't let someone make you feel guilty for it. Sometimes you like people we didn't date deeper than anyone we did. And I know I haven't been in like a formal relationship with anybody. But I do know that there are plenty of people that have been in actual relationships, but then they had like this three-month date, getting to know this guy, going on dates with this guy, being emotionally invested with this guy, and they really like them more than the actual boyfriends that they've had. So it's not a breakup, but it feels like one, you're you're not sleeping at night, you find yourself crying at 3 a.m., you're texting the group chat, like why you're so sad, And if you do feel comfortable telling the group chat, because nine times out of 10, like you don't. For me, I kind of just like brushed it off when I told my friends, I was like, oh yeah, we're just, we're not, I'm not, I'm not talking to this guy anymore. He sucks, blah, blah, blah. And like, 
another part about it is when you don't have like a reason to be like, fuck that guy, it sucks even more because you have to like get over someone that isn't really, they didn't really do anything wrong. They just decided that they didn't want to be with you which is fine. Like, I don't want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with me. But you're still you're still upset. You still find yourself waking up tired, looking at your phone, remembering the times when they used to be that text in the morning or the notification you woke up to. And now your phone is just like a little bit more silent because this person was like a part of your routine. You talk to this person every day for X amount of time. Like this person was a part of your life, whether or not you want to acknowledge that so it makes sense why you would feel some type of way about it not working out you miss them but you also miss the possibility and belief that it could have been something so the pain is a little bit deeper but you can't express things publicly I know that like I there was probably only one person out of my closest friends that knew how much of like how much of a toll it took for me to get over this person. And it, I wasn't never sad. I wasn't crying myself to sleep, nothing like that. But I know myself, if I am like bringing this person up for no reason or like finding a reason to like talk about them or bring them up or say anything about them, that's because they're still on my mind. And like, that's my way of knowing that this person still has an impact on my life. But it's hard to talk about it with friends because if you do, people will try and justify this reaction and say something like, well, you didn't date or how are you upset because you only went on a couple of dates with this person, yada, yada, yada. You don't have to date people to like them. You don't have to date people to get hurt by other people. When you're emotionally invested in someone, the pain feels exactly the same. The The pain doesn't discriminate and it doesn't filter out the people that you were actually in relationships with versus the people that you weren't. Nope. Your, your, heart, don't, your heart doesn't do that. Like that's not a thing. I wish it was a thing. It's not. But the hardest part is trying to move on when they don't realize you're hurting, when your friends don't realize you're hurting, when the person that ended things doesn't realize you're hurting. So for me, in my instance, they ended things, but they still wanted to be my friend. And wholeheartedly, I do believe that they wanted to be my friend. I also know that men do this blanket statement where they say, oh, let's be friends because they want to backburner you, keep you on your good gracious because men are afraid of like you hating them. I, I really don't know why that's the case, but it's a it's a thing. So they really do try to say anything to placate you to make you feel like you don't hate them. So, but this instance, I do believe that he wanted to be my friend. He actually cared enough to try to create a friendship. But at the same time, well, actually, no, we'll get, we'll get there. So for me, like, yes, as much as I would like to be your friend, because deep down, like, I do think and I still think this person is a good person and I would like to be their friend. But when things ended, like, I need time to get from point A to point B. I can't just next day continue on conversation with you being my friend. No, give me time to process and get get you out of this mindset, get you out of this routine of you being an almost something. So I had to remove myself from the situation. And you're allowed to do that. You can you can take yourself out of the equation when they don't realize how much of an emotional toll you took on them. You don't have to answer the text. But I know at the same time, you feel the need to answer the text. You try and be strong. You try to pretend that you accept the circumstances and you can be friendly and cordial. And you probably can be friendly and cordial, but you need time to take yourself out of the equation, give yourself room to grow and be alone and then reassess the situation if you really want to be a part of their lives. 
but it's destroying you every time they reach out because seeing them is the reminder of what you'll never be or you're losing sleep over someone who's probably sleeping with someone else who's probably going on dates with someone else, which is why I think it is so pertinent to allow yourself time to be alone, to get that person out of your mind and out of that way, or like go on dates with somebody else and allow yourself to be away from this person. So when you are able to see them in public, when you are able to hang out with them again, you don't have this pain or like feeling like you have to force being nice because deep down inside you're really still bent up and hurt about what happened. And it makes sense. Like I would be hurt too and I was hurt too and I had to allow myself, what, like three months before we ever hung out again and then we hung out and it was fine. Like we had a good time. There was nothing wrong. Just like when we were going on dates, there was nothing wrong. We had good conversation. We laughed. We had good banter. It was great. But like I no longer felt that emotional attachment. But for me, I realized that as a friend, they weren't giving me the energy that I would give for my friendships. Like I am not friends with people that only ever hang out with me when I reach out to them. They We only ever talk when I reach out to them. That's not a friendship. That's like me talking to a brick wall and I'm not going to talk to a brick wall. So we stopped talking. But I say all that to say that I know how much ending in almost something hurts. I know what it's like to replay everything in the past, wondering what signs you read wrong. What didn't you get? Because sometimes it feels like like you're blindsided and I get it. And I know what it's like to spend time with someone that you might not even have had a physical relationship with this person, but emotionally it couldn't have just been you who felt the feeling that you're feeling. That was my instance. We never did anything. We never even kissed, literally nothing. But I felt so emotionally attached to this person. I was so interested in who they are, who they were as a person that it still hurts. And now looking back at it, it doesn't hurt, but it was like, damn, like, oh, that sucks. Like they were cool. Like it could have been something, but it's not, it wasn't anything. And that's cool too. I'll move on. I'm not gonna beat myself up about it. So I know what it's like to not be able to articulate the pain that consumes you. And I understand why you wouldn't want to reach out to someone and say, hey, things ended and this is what I feel about it. I I would empower anybody to do that. But I also, I, I thought about doing that. I'm not gonna lie to you. There was like a point maybe late last year going into the new year. I don't know why. I was like, I should send this person a message and let them know where I stand. And then I realized that it, it wouldn't have changed anything. Like they probably would have said, oh, thank you for reaching out. And they probably would have like said some nice words because they are a nice person, but it wouldn't have gotten me anywhere. So, but it's okay to just n- not feel like you can talk to this person. And if you can talk to this person, think about, is it worth you putting yourself out there? Is it worth you putting your emotions on the line and possibly getting upset about it all over again? Because you got, I don't want to say heartbroken, but in some cases it could be heartbroken. You got heartbroken by someone who should, in theory, be easy to get over. But when you like someone and you want to be with someone and you really want it it to be something more, the pain you feel is something that will take time to get over and that's okay. But what isn't okay is you trying to be strong by keeping them in your life. So like I said, like give yourself that time to pull away 
And maybe they'll notice that you pull away. Maybe they'll realize you aren't talking to them as much. And maybe they'll call you out on it, wondering if something is wrong. And at that point, you make the executive decision of whether or not you want to tell them what's wrong with you. And a part of you might want to scream yes, that you're hurt, that you're blindsided, that they took such an emotional toll on you and now you have to pretend and put on this brave face like it's everything is fine and it may not be fine and that's okay. Or you can stay silent because something about mourning and ending when there wasn't actually a beginning makes you look like a fool. But I want to tell everyone and tell all the people that have felt this way that it's not all on you. This person led you to believe something was there and had they been completely honest with you from the start or maybe told you a couple of dates before because nine times out of 10, it's probably not a rash decision. It's probably something that was on their mind. Maybe if they had told you that you wouldn't have been so emotionally invested, but they didn't. Instead, they knew how you felt and then maybe they added fuel to the fire. Maybe they continued to do that. Maybe there was a physical relationship there without a label and they just wanted the physical relationship. Or maybe they told you everything you wanted to hear to keep you around because your presence boosted their ego. And if that's the case, that person fucking sucks. And I'm sorry. But regardless of how it applies to you and your situation, someone let you fall for them when they had no intention of catching you. So don't feel guilty for these pains you feel and feel as though you have to repress it just because there wasn't a label attached to it. You can still feel sad. You can still cry. You could still text your friends and have them console you. You can feel things as deeply as you do. You can pull away without an explanation because you don't deserve this pain and they don't deserve you. But be sure that when you do heal and when you do take the time to allow yourself to be better, Make sure that you don't allow them to make you feel this way again because you just because just as you deserved a relationship in all of this, you also deserve a time to heal even if they weren't completely yours. Well, that's all I have for today's episode. It's something that I hold near and dear to my heart because it's something that I've gone through and I know it's one of those topics that people have experienced in some way, shape, or form. And if you are a person that have, has gone through this in the past but now you're in like a flourishing relationship – Good for you, proud for you. But if you're someone like me that's still single and still navigating this trash dating scene, just keep in mind that the almost relationships are a thing. You can be upset about whatever you want. Don't let anybody try to diminish your feelings. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any thoughts or you want to discuss this um, topic, feel free to reach out to me in my DMs. Love to talk to you guys. And if you have any podcast suggestions for future topics, let me know. But with that, go ahead and follow my podcast Instagram at notmyproblempod. And if you want to follow my personal Instagram, it is nestle.mitchell. But with that, I will see you guys next week. Later. Later.